You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods. Vince Rosman has been with the 76ers for 15 years, but he's never experienced anything like the last few months. Honestly, it's been a pretty unique opportunity because you get a layer deeper on players that time never really permitted before. It's been challenging, but in a lot of ways, it's presented new opportunities for us to get better. Through everything that's happened since the pandemic hit, the shutdown, the restart, and now an accelerated offseason, Rosman is confident that the 76ers are ready. When you're told, you know, you're adding a guy like Daryl to your staff, you're pretty excited. Obviously, he's been incredibly successful throughout his career in the NBA. And I think he's a guy that if you want to learn from, you can learn a ton from. I'm Lauren Rosen. And I'm Brian Seltzer. And on this episode of the broadcast, we preview the draft with the 76ers Vice President of Scouting, Vince Rosman. Oh, baby. This week in the NBA, sit back. And get ready for it. I mean, who knows where things will be at at the time this podcast comes out. Trade window began on Monday. NBA draft on Wednesday. Free agency negotiations start on Friday. And then signings can begin on Sunday. Listen, the pandemic is awful. Horrible. Seriously. Be safe. Mask up. Do your thing. But if you need a diversion... Perhaps the most dramatic tentpole moments of an NBA offseason are all coming together and combining for a crazy week-long stretch. It's insanity. But for me personally, I cannot wait to see how it unfolds. The 76ers, of course, find themselves in a very intriguing position. They have a new president of basketball operations, Daryl Morey, obviously. They have two other key new additions to the front office in executive vice president of basketball operations, Peter Dinwiddie, and vice president of player personnel, Prosper Karangwa. But a guy who's been in the Sixers front office for 15 years now, who has seen so many different iterations, evolutions, and eras of the 76ers, is a guy by the name of Vince Rosman. And if you've listened to the podcast over the years, we've had Vince on a handful of times. He is outstanding, and there's a reason that he's been around as long as he has. Vince is the vice president of scouting for the Sixers, and with the draft being on Wednesday, Lauren Rosen and I felt the timing would be perfect to catch up with Vince and look ahead to draft night 2020. Well, Vince, it is great to be speaking with you in the days before this year's unprecedented draft. Can you get us caught up to speed on just how the pace has been for you guys leading up to the draft this year? Uh, yeah, you know, it's always uh, 
a bit chaotic those those previous few days. Uh, this season is 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 no different. If anything, you know, it's compounded by um, you know our front office is is all new, and we're trying to you know feel each other out a little bit, and then you know we're going to blink, and the draft is over, and we're right into free agency, and then the free agency period is over, and we're right into the season. Um, so uh, yeah, it's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. I think we're ready, but it's it's been quite the process. So can you give us like a little bit of perspective on what it's been like to plan the draft, especially given the exterior circumstances that you guys are dealing with, with the pandemic, just sort of what it's looked like from your department, maybe from the job and, and up until now? For sure. I guess, you know, if you if you think back in in April, we were preparing to have the draft in June still and we were preparing to do it, you know, not knowing what workouts may or may not look like or what interviews may or may not look like or, or anything, honestly. Um, and I think we were prepared for that. And then, and then that passed. And then we were prepared to do the same thing in, in August, uh, whenever the draft was supposed to be in August and that passed. And then, <laughs> and now we, you know, each time we've gotten to regroup a little bit and, and like, you know, identify, all right, if we have a few more months, you know, where is time best spent? Um, to, to, you know, make an incrementally better decision based on whatever new information we can find. So it's been, um, honestly, it's been a pretty unique opportunity because you get to a layer deeper on players that time never really permitted before, or you get to, you know, the, the next set of players that you would consider um, in the G League, you know, with Matt Lilly and, and, and the Bluecoats and talk through those guys a little bit more than, than would have been available in the past. So it's it's been challenging, but in a lot of ways, it's it's presented you know new opportunities for us to to get better. Vince, you brought up some part of this equation that I think is probably the most fascinating. In that, there have been these sliding mileposts along the way for when you guys had to be ready. So one thing that I've just kind of wondered about is how much has changed, whether it's with you or what you've gathered with teams around the league on opinions and views on players in between these different mile markers. Like you said, originally the draft was supposed to be in June, then maybe it was going to be later than that. So how much could change about these players as the scale moved along to later dates? Yeah, I guess it's not, you know, that happens every year. You know, you're, you're in the, the week before the draft and, and, you know, your staff starts to move on a player. Um, you just need to be cautious. I think we encourage, you know, guys to, to change their minds as, as they learn more about players. But I think for us, the, the key is, is understanding like, why, like, okay, if, if us collectively or one of our scouts individually are, are forming a new opinion on a player, we, we want to know like, okay, what's changed? You know, what did you watch that, that made you think this, what is the specific reason that you think he may be, you know, more or less likely to, to become a good NBA player at this point. So it's, the, the changes are going to happen. Like it just happens every year and, and some, some for the better, some for the worse. I think that the key is understanding like the reasons why and the inputs behind all of those, all of those opinions to make sure, you know, they're sound. Um, you know, there's a lot of information that floats around and, and a lot of things that can kind of push you off track, whether it's this rumor or, you know, reading such and such article from, from such and such website. You just, <laughs> you just have to stay guarded. It sounds like despite all these sort of intangibles that you guys have dealt with, whether it's the pandemic or a, a somewhat new staff, 
that you're pretty comfortable and confident with with the week that you're heading into. If you had to explain maybe why you're feeling good about this draft, why would it be? I mean, I guess I guess it starts with I think our staff is is awesome, um, and and do you know just do incredible work all year. So I think you know we put processes in place that I think you know the college season's over. If we need to make a decision then, which we don't have to, but like I think we're prepared for that. And then any any step along the way that that gets added, it's just you know you get better and better information or, or you refine your thoughts a little more. But I think, you know, whether it, it's getting intel on players or, or evaluating them in a really thoughtful way, our, our, our group is just good. And, and I, I believe in them and I'm proud of them. And I, I think like they help me and help me through like, you know, my goal is to have Elton and now Elton and Daryl as prepared as possible with all the information they need. And I think we go well beyond like um, what is like a really, really good set of both like depth of information and quality of information. And I, I think we're, yeah, I think we're ready to go. I feel like this is the age old question that gets asked every year because it has to be, but probably changes because every year is different. Is this is a draft for need draft for the 76ers draft for best player available, or does that depend on the circumstance in the draft where your guy's slot comes up? I think that's, in fairness to Daryl, uh, like kind of a, a question for him and, and where his philosophies lie there. Um, obviously, the, the two weeks we've we've been together, I'm learning kind of how he ticks and what he thinks. I don't know that I'm I'm perfectly there yet. Um, but yeah, I think every every draft kind of has its own own flow there, and and you gotta, you know, make the best decision for the team when you're on the clock. I don't know if there's like a set answer to that question. So much, it seems, about getting ready for a draft, Vince, is projecting out what a player could ultimately be. And you've used the word information a handful of times already. You've been at this for a while. What have you learned over the years about how to inform your gut, your hunch, the way you view a player, and to know when you feel like the information you're getting is sound or what type of information to kind of let pass through and, and maybe disregard? I think the key is every year we go back and, and – or not every year, every couple of years, you go back once once the dust settles a little bit from the draft and, and review what you had and how accurate it was. And, you know, it, it's it's more than just like, you know, we had a guy in this range and he went in that range and he was good. But it's like, did you have him right for the right reasons? Is he is like, did you project the skills properly? Did you project his role properly? Did, did the intel we have, like, does that seem like it's true? Um, and if it's not, or if we're wrong in, in one area or another, like we review why, um, and, and it's creating processes and guardrails to like, you know, you know, guard yourself from bad information or, or prepare yourself, um, at the right points in the season to evaluate the right things or evaluate players in the right settings or, or, or whatever, you know, wherever that might be. But we, I think there's a lot of like, you know, self-analysis that our group goes through every year to, to try to get better. So as much as you can tell us without being too specific, when you're scouting primarily over video as opposed to in person, how has that changed things for you? And, and maybe are there certain advantages that you might not have seen before in like the video scouting world? Just what's that been like? Yeah, I, I actually, I think, you know, I don't know that we're necessarily unique in this, but I, I think our group collectively is always valued 
um, video scouting, for lack of a better term, um, a lot. And, and probably more so, you know, than, than live scouting. One, you can you can just get deeper. You can um, try to answer a specific question about a guy or like rewind, which is, you know, something you can't do if you're at a, at a live game. I think, you know, live scouting events has its benefits. You know, you get to meet people and you get to kind of see a player's body language a little bit, see his interactions with his teammates or his coaches or, or get a little bit better sense for his, you know, his physical like attributes. Um, but if you really want to learn about a player, I think, you know, locking yourself in a room and watching hours and hours and hours of tape is, is the best way to get there. Uh, and, and, you know, we've had months, let alone hours to, to do so. Obviously a big part, Vince, of draft prep in years past is the interview with prospects. Typically that would happen at the combine or at the training complex if you brought guys in for workouts. How have you guys been doing that this unprecedented year, and when did you start doing that? Uh, yeah, I think like way back in May. Um, and uh, like we, we talked about earlier, you know, COVID presenting challenges. It's no different than like, you know, you're – ideally I think we would be in the same room having this conversation and that's just not available. Um, so, so we just adjusted and, and did, you know, zoom interviews from starting in May and going all the way up to last week, honestly. Um, and I, I think in a lot of ways it's not perfect, but also we've been able to, to do more than we would have otherwise just, you know, time permitting and, and you don't always get to have a guy, come out to the city or you're not assigned to them in the combine. And, and I think, you know, agents this year maybe have been a little more cooperative. It's easy to, to sit a guy on a couch and put him in front of a laptop and, you know, let him talk to 30 teams or whatnot. So if we look back at the last few drafts, um, whether it's Furkan or Shake or Matisse last year, it seems like you guys have had a lot of success with those picks being able to come in and, and actually make an impact within whatever it was their first couple months or first couple years in Shake's case. And then obviously Mar was awesome in the G League last year. So it does seem like you guys are sort of on a roll when it comes to your picks. What do you attribute that to and, and how can those successes inform this year? I mean, I think a lot of it honestly is luck. Um, I think a lot of it is whether it be with our NBA staff or, or Connor and, and his staff in the G League, um, we have a really, really thoughtful, awesome player development staff. And I think, you know, from a from a player standpoint, I, I think the one thing that we have focused on are are guys that are are, you know, grown ups, I guess, the guys that can um, take all the challenges that are thrown at them in the league. I think, you know, you mentioned Shake and Furcon. Um, either of those guys like you know, we're good right away. Shake had to go through a year and, and even a lot of time this year in the G League and fought through it. Um, so, like, to be able to overcome adversity, Furkan, um, you know, his first few years probably weren't what he was expecting to go through. And he continued to work and work and work and is is mentally tough and, and, and incredibly confident. And, and you just have to have guys that can fight through those challenges because it's not always so easy. Um, you know, Matisse found a lot of success early and then had some bumps in the road as well. And, and, you know, was a guy that we relied upon in the playoffs because he was, you know, he's a fighter. So I, I think there's all that, but yeah, you know, luck <laughs> is also pretty, pretty huge. A modest Vince Reisman joining us <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, this, this year, it's a situation where I wouldn't be surprised, Vince, if some fans 
kind of woke up uh, a week or so ago. They might wake up the day before the draft or on draft day, and they're like, what is this year's draft class all about? How would you summarize this year's draft? I think outside of the top one or two picks, like every year it's all about the same. You know, it's the eye of the beholder. If you need a big, you can find a big you like. If you need a guard, you can find a guard you like. If you need like defense, you can find a defender you like. So I, I think, you know, every every draft kind of presents the same opportunities and it's just, you know, how, how teams view them. So I know it's only been a couple of weeks with Daryl Morey, but what are your early impressions of him? What difference does he add to your group? And what's that partnership looking like with the draft coming up? Um, yeah, that's a great question. You know, obviously when, when you're told, you know, you're adding a guy like Daryl to your staff, you're pretty excited. Um, obviously he's been incredibly successful um, throughout his career in the NBA. And, um, you know, if, if you, I, I think he's a guy that if you want to learn from, you can learn a, a ton from, um, I, I guess like this has been a little bit of a firefight these two weeks cause he's getting acclimated and we're still, you know, getting Peter and Prosper's feet on the ground. Uh, so I think it's like, it's a, it's a question I'm excited to answer. Like as time goes by, it's hard, hard to say now, I would say one thing that's, I don't know if it's surprising, but it's, it's been pretty great is, you know, we have a bunch of new people in the room together. And I, I think it's the rapport has, has been, um, there's a connectivity right away. Um, we're having, you know, arguments right away and nobody's offended and, and, you know, that's how you get to, to better answers. So I think from that part, it's been really enjoyable. And for the rest, it's just, I, I'm as excited as anybody else to see where, where it all goes and, you know, the opportunity to work for him, obviously I'm grateful for. How much, generally speaking, Vince, are these discussions, these quote-unquote arguments about guys based on what's been seen and put on film, what they might be, character stuff? Is it all the above that, that goes into this pot that you guys banter about? I mean, yeah, not even necessarily just like player-specific, but, you know, conceptually, you know, how, how do you build a roster or how do you think about this or that? I think it's, you know, kind of all of the above. That's great. Yeah, it's uh, it's such a whirlwind process, it seems like, for you guys right now. And I'm not asking you to confirm or deny this, but we have heard that the check-in, check-out schedule at the 76ers training complex as of late has been somewhere in the range of 8 in the morning to 10 at night. <laughs> so these are got to be really, really long days. Um, how you guys like stamina wise just getting ready for something like this like it's such a huge crucial time of the year and like you said at the beginning it's not just the draft this year you've got free agency starting 24 uh, i beg your pardon 48 hours after the draft ends essentially yeah i guess you just don't really think about it right it just is what it is and you you fight through it um it, it, the, you know all the conversations and all, all the work is is stimulating you know we all we all do this because we love it so it's you know this is the fun time um Less fun for, I guess, our families. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's it's the enjoyable part. So you get through the draft, Vince, on Wednesday night, and then, like we said, free agency is right on the cusp and after that. Can you kind of map out for fans what mode you guys shift into immediately or how you're splitting this up? Like, I, I'm almost wondering, you know, I, I hear the coaching staff sometimes, it's like you have the game that's right in front of you and then you have someone else advancing. How are you guys preparing for the next step of the offseason right after the draft? You know, that's a great question. Um, and, and this year is obviously, you know, massively unique as, as a, compared to, to previous years. I, I think what we've learned through these past few months um, in life, I guess, as much as in work is, is like 
we're just going to have to stay nimble. We don't know exactly what the NBA season is going to look like or the college season or the international season or how long any of them may or may not last. Um, so like, you know, if, if it may, we can get back out on the road again, like we will, if not, we'll, we'll keep cranking through video. Like we've, we've gotten quite used to over the past few months. I, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm as curious as you are, but I, I think we're just ready for whatever challenge comes and we'll, we'll adjust to it. It is truly such a fascinating and crazy, compelling time for NBA front offices. And not specifically the 76ers, but I would argue the Sixers have a distinct case this year. They've got a new head coach in Doc Rivers who's going to bring a different style of play. And then, of course, a new president of basketball operations in Daryl Morey, plus two great additions to the personnel department in Peter Dinwiddie, formerly with the Indiana Pacers, and Prosker Karangwa, last with the Orlando Magic. I, for one, cannot wait to see how this comes together in the coming days. And my personal takeaway from the interview with Vince was that the Sixers feel really good about their preparations. They've been able to catch all the new members of the front office and coaching staff up to speed because of the preparation they did, and that there's a healthy alignment of vision going into the draft and free agency. We'll have a draft recap edition of the podcast coming away on either Thursday or Friday. I think it's going to be Thursday, but just in case, Friday at the very latest. So be on the lookout for that. Enjoy draft night and the start of free agency. Talk to you next time here on the broadcast. See you.